We have some amazing people in this church, uh, some of the best people that I've ever uh, had the privilege of being around, some of the most gifted, uh, passionate volunteers. I'm just constantly amazed. And, and some of the most generous people I've ever seen um, and been around in our church. And, and we hear stories all the time of people serving and people giving and, and the impact that it has. But every now and then you hear a story that catches your attention every now and then. You hear a story that's over and above what you normally hear and, and you go, man, that's, that's fantastic. In fact, everybody needs to hear that. Everybody should hear this story. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you real quick about a guy in our church named um, Hilton. Hilton um, is a guy in our church that regularly gives he regularly gives and has, has always kind of, uh, well, well, for a while, has uh, everything that God has blessed him with, he's, he's honored God with the tithe and as God commands us to in his word, which is awesome. But Hilton has a side, side job thing he does from time to time and, and makes um, money on the side. And uh, I'll, in a minute, I'll tell you what he, what he does. But he had a side job not too long ago and he just, he felt like instead of, you know, giving just a portion uh, the you know the tithe the tenth and all that kind of thing that that you know God asked us to do. He decided you know what I want to give, I want to give every bit of this to God so that the local church can help people do amazing things like like the tornado stuff and 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 those those kinds of things. So I actually I'd like to introduce you to who I think is probably one of the most generous people in our church right now. Hilton, could you come out? I want, to, I, want, I want everybody to say hi to you. Yeah. Hey. All right, everybody, this is Hilton and his mom, Brittany. Brittany is one of our awesome volunteers in the peak, but this is Hilton. And you know what today is? It's Hilton's birthday. Right? Isn't that so cool? Hilton is turning 16 today. I mean, six. Close. I mean, you look old and, and everything. So, so this handsome dude right here, he, um, he the, the side job that he does from time to time, he does modeling, right? You see, he's so handsome, does all my modeling. Actually, that's what I do on the side, too. A lot of people don't know that. I do. No, I'm just kidding. You don't need to know that. It's not true. So, but anyway, he uh, had a job not too long ago, uh, doing some modeling uh, for a department store and he had planned on, uh, he wanted to take the money and his parents uh, do a great job of teaching him how to give regularly on a regular basis. But they said this time, and they put money back and all that kind of stuff, teach him good stewardship. But this time they said, you can have whatever you make on this one, it can all be yours. And he's been wanting a bike. So it's all yours. You can have it all and do whatever you want to do with it. And he said, you know what I want to do? I want to give it to God. I'm gonna give it to Jesus, and he did. He brought the whole thing. You know how much it was? You wanna tell him how much it was? $400. Yeah. Do you know that's more generous than a lot of these adults out here? Just awful. Shame on you. <laughs> Dude, that is so great. And do you know what? Do you know what? God teaches us in his word that when we honor him, he blesses us. And most of the time, the blessings that God gives us are things that money can't buy, things that you can't measure with money. Uh, God's greatest blessings are, it's not stuff. But every now and then, God blesses us in a way that's really cool and lets us know how proud he is of us for honoring him and obeying him. And so you know what I think? You know what I think? I think God is gonna give you an example right now 
of how he wants to bless you for being such a great example to all of us of being generous. Wouldn't that be cool if God did something like that? You, you, you wanna see what I'm talking about? Look at that. Isn't that awesome? It's good. Oh, dude, you don't have to, thanks, I appreciate that, but I don't hug much. Isn't this great? This is fantastic. Now, I want you to write this right off the ramp there. No, I'm just kidding, don't do that. Your mom's here. And you don't have a helmet, so you probably shouldn't sit on it or anything like that. But we are so proud of you, Hilton, for setting such a great example for all of us. Can you guys thank Hilton one more time? And happy birthday, buddy. All right, go have fun with that. All right, go ride it out there and don't hit the cars. So I don't know if you can ride it out or not. He, he wants to ride it out. Okay, that's cool. He wants to ride it out. You just, there we go. Watch the cables. Watch the right over the edge. It's a, okay. Local boy gets hurt at church. That's great. That's awesome. A lot of you may never have had the opportunity of getting kind of a glimpse of what we do in our family ministry areas, whether it be the peak preschool, a kid summit with elementary, um, or our student uh, ministry with impact. But I'm telling you, God is changing kids' lives, and we have such an incredible group of volunteers that invest into them and come alongside parents and encourage and help and train and point kids to Jesus. Check this video out, it's just a snapshot of what it looks like. Because every child has been created in the image of God, the Summit offers family ministries tailored to meet children at every stage of life. During all regular Sunday services, the Peak and Kids Summit's background-checked volunteers work hard to put together an interactive experience for your kids. In the Peak, children birth through pre-K learn about their great big God who wants to be their friend forever. And in Kids Summit, elementary age kids will build meaningful bonds with leaders and other children as they learn how to grow in their relationship with God and how to show His love to others in a meaningful way. Regardless of age, the Summit is committed to presenting the Word of God in a way that is fun, creative, and age-appropriate. Middle and high school can be tough. We know how crucial it is for teenagers to be surrounded by people who want to be a positive Impact relies on our volunteer leaders to build relationships and make connections with students to help give them the tools they need to live out their faith and follow Jesus. Raising the next generation is a big responsibility, but know that from birth to graduation, our family ministries are here to partner with you, and we're all centered around helping your child take their next steps in receiving and sharing the love of Jesus. Isn't that awesome stuff? Yeah, some of you kids, some of the kids might be like, man, I want to be in here every week. No, you don't. Because <laughs> most of the time it's real boring in here. Real boring. You guys have so much fun where you guys are doing. What did somebody say? I can't hear it. He said, yeah. yeah. He agreed yeah, with you. Yeah, he agreed. <laughs> yeah. That hurt, man. Just, just right there. Hey, we've been asking a question every week in this series. We're going to ask it again today. What if we love our family? like Jesus loves us. Because he told us to love each other like he loved us. And so what if, just imagine, what would happen? 
with the parent-child relationship specifically, and whether you got little kids, middle school, high school kids, college kids, or the parent-child relationship is now adult kids with parents, it gets tricky. What does it look like to love each other the way Jesus has loved us? So how many parents do we have in here? Where's yeah. your hand? I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's important. How many kids do we have in here? I consider myself a kid. All right. How many have parents in here? Good. How many of you have kids? All right. And how many of you have ever been a kid? Oh, yeah. I think that covers it all which means you are all very familiar with the parent-child relationship and how it can be messy, it can be rough, how it goes through changes and it's messy and it's rough and we hurt each other. And we say and do things that we don't mean, that we shouldn't and that are wrong, which means we all need a lot of grace. Yeah, that's so true, Misty. I know for a fact that I need a lot of grace in my life, mistakes, the things we do wrong, the things we wish we wouldn't have said, the things we wish we wouldn't have done. But what's so great about this is that God, he's full of grace. And thanks to what Jesus did on the cross for us, God wants to give us a lot of this grace. And when we talk about grace, we're talking about this freedom that we can live in right now, this forgiveness for whatever we've done wrong, right? And it's almost like a fresh start. That's what grace is for us. Any Mario fans in the room? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah All right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us. Guys, I like to think of grace almost like a game of, of Mario. Uh, and I think about the last level of Mario. Who's the bad guy you have to go after? Bowser. You got to go get Bowser. And you go to Bowser's castle, you might knock on that door, and you're big Mario at this time, which means you have your full health. But as soon as you go into Bowser's castle and you get past all the Koopa Troopas and everything else, all of a sudden Bowser... Fireball. And what happens? You get hit and you shrink down. You get smaller. So you have about half your health left. And then you say, okay, I'm back. I'm good. Let me go get Bowser. And then before you know it, Bowser gets in his shell, does a little spin, and he gets you with one of the spikes. And what does Mario do? Ma! <laughs> game over. And man, that used to get me so upset because game over meant... I have to go all the way back to the beginning and work so hard to get back to beat Bowser. Guys, the cool thing about grace is there is no game over. When we're struggling with something, we do something wrong, we say something we shouldn't say, God's not telling us game over. God's telling us, hey, come on, you got this. Continue. Let's get better. I want to offer you a fresh start so that you can improve. And John writes about this to the early Christians, and the early Christians, a lot of them were really struggling with this whole idea of, of grace and what it looks like and if we can hold on to things from our, from our past. What does that mean? Uh, and it, it, first John here, John talks about it, and John says just like this, but if we confess our sins to him, then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Jesus is ready to forgive us from our sins from the past, when we were young, the sins that we're struggling with right now, the sins that we're gonna do in the future. Jesus is ready. He wants us to experience that grace and that fresh start, not a game over. Because what grace ultimately does for us, it helps us, grace helps us create space 
to make things right again that we messed up before. That's a great definition. Grace creates a space to help us get things right after we've gotten them wrong. And that's how God loves us. And then he tells us to love each other that same way. Interesting thing about grace, though, and it's very important, and you parents will really identify with this, I think. Grace does not undo the past. Grace does not make the past disappear. Grace does not mean there's nothing to work through. Grace does not mean there's no issues to deal with. Grace does not mean that there's no conversations to have and there doesn't need to be some healing and some forgiving and, and some working on things. But you know what grace does? Even though it doesn't undo the past, it makes the future possible. Grace doesn't undo the past, but it gives a fresh start for the future. And that's how God has loved us and that's how he wants to love us to love each other. Let me show you what this looks like in our relationships. We're gonna give you kind of a, a hands-on illustration here to show you, to illustrate the power of grace because it's so powerful. Again, doesn't undo the past, but you work through things, you get healing on things and, and together you grow to the future because of grace. Chris is gonna hold a, a big mug of water here and this mug of water represents your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your child. Doesn't matter what age, kids, parents of all ages, this represents you and your, this relationship dynamic. And in, in case you're wondering if Chris is gonna get tired holding this, he's good for it. Okay, if you see that, I don't know how you got those, but I'm looking for some. <laughs> anyway. Let me, let me give you, Missy, can you help me? I'm helping you. This gets messy real quick because in the parent-child relationship, sometimes there's a lot of pain. Got a little catch up here. Get pain in our lives. And then disappointment because of the pain. You're disappointed in your parents. Your parents are disappointed in you. And unmet expectations. You all have expectations. A little mayo because mm. expectations are represented by mayo. Oh. We all know that. And then life gets complicated and busy and you're going here and there and then everything's pulling at you. A little chocolate syrup should help us see that. And then we get angry with each other. You get angry at your kids. You get angry at your parents. A little Texas Pete should show us what anger looks like. Oh, by the way, a little trivia here. You do know that Texas Pete is not made in Texas by a guy named Pete, <laughs> right? It's actually made in Winston-Salem. Now I'm not sure if a guy named Pete works there, but he might. Isn't that great? Winston-Salem, all right, and then harsh words. You, you say things that you shouldn't say, things you don't really mean. Parents to kids, kids to parents like vinegar. Like, oh, man, I can smell that Oof. over here. This is getting nasty. And jealousy. Got a little barbecue sauce to represent jealousy when it creeps into the family relationship dynamic between parents and kids. And then bitter misunderstandings. Get a little lemon squeeze in here. Ooh. Yeah, because it just oh, we misunderstand man. one another. And then immaturity. Don't we know that kids can be immature? A little baby food here. What kind of baby food is that? Looks like carrots. 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 Yeah. No wonder it looks bad coming out. Look at it going in. That's just nasty. Yeah, immaturity Ooh. with kids. Immaturity. Parents can be immature sometimes. Kids are m immature. We all deal with that. By the way, Chris is going to drink out of that in just a minute. Yes, he will. Yeah, it's part of his job description. We make, assumptions. Yeah. we make assumptions of each other, put a little cooking oil in there, and then we get afraid. We got afraid. We get afraid of what's going to happen because of all of this mess and all of this junk. A little salt oh, for I fear. That's the way you, if you know anything about cooking, that's the way you add salt. 
You, you just, oh yeah, that, that's great. And then there's the pressure of what other people think, what other people think about your parenting, what other people think about your kids, a little ranch dressing, what other you know, kids think about you know, what your parents are doing and how they treat you. As stubbornness, we can all be stubborn. A little cayenne pepper should help illustrate how stubbornness can hurt. And then outside influences on your parenting, outside influences on your family, you know, what other people are thinking, expectations, a little orange juice from the outside, creates all kinds of sticky situations. And I don't know what kind of sticky situation you might have with your kid or with your parent, but a little honey should illustrate that. And then there's all of this stuff that we would rather avoid. And I don't know what it is for you or what it is for, you know, everybody else, but there's medicine like we need to avoid. And just put that in there. I think that's Benadryl. When he drinks this in a minute, he's gonna be out in like an hour. <laughs> and then we get exhausted. We have no more energy. So we need, there's a sound you don't hear in church every day. No right. boy. Welcome to the summit. Get a little Mountain Dew. Go ahead, pour it all in, because we're exhausted. Very exhausted as parents. Now let me show you what happens when we start showing grace to one another. When we start loving each other the way God, through Jesus Christ, has loved us. And we have the necessary conversations. And we go through the process of healing. And getting better. And working on it. This is what grace begins to do. Let me give one more of that. And you know what that means? doesn't undo the past, but grace means we have a fresh start to move forward in the future. And it's not perfect. You'll notice there's a little residue down here in the bottom. This isn't perfect. The past doesn't disappear, but now it's functional. I think it's drinkable. Chris, Bottoms go ahead. No, uh, no, 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 no. Where is this go, go, go stuff? Where'd you learn that? They didn't teach that in Sunday school. <laughs> where, where you been? <laughs> I love this place. It's great. It's great, man. Oh, but what it does is it makes it possible for us to move forward together past the mess. Chris, you can set that down and give your arm a rest now. All right, thank you. Isn't this great? Misty, talk to us about when we're young. <laughs> yes. So many of you may not know, but I have worked with children of all ages my entire life. The majority of that time has been with elementary. And children in their elementary age stage are going through emotional outbursts. They're learning how to share. They're learning how to take turns. They are so obsessed with being fair. Everything's a competition. And they are so willing to share all the amazing discoveries that they have made about their life with you. And it truly is their life. I also have the privilege of being the mom of three amazing kids who are all in middle school and high school now. But I remember those elementary years vividly. They were some of the most fun-filled, yet frustrating years for me. 
And that is because we are, through those years, we as parents and children in those elementary age stages, we are going through constant changes. We're working more and we're playing less. We have ups, emotional ups and downs. Friends are coming and going. And we have incredible self-awareness through those years, especially through, about our failures. So as adults, that's hard for us to understand and deal with. But kids are going through this for the first time. So I ask, how can we show grace through this stage of parent and child relationship? And the answer is always it starts with us, no matter our age. So kids, I encourage you when you are frustrated with your parents to talk with them. Explain what you're going through and how you feel. But be willing to accept your wrong choices and your wrongdoings and apologize for it. Because let me let you in on a little secret. We parents are not perfect. We do make bad choices as well. But we need your forgiveness and your understanding and your grace just as much as you need it from us. So parents, I know that these are going, some days are gonna be filled more grace-filled than others. But to help us, we can be willing to accept our failures, our wrongdoings, and apologize for them as well. Because kids in this stage of life are so impressionable, and they are so eager to please and be loved and love back. So we can do a few things to make showing grace a little bit easier with them. We can get into their world, so volunteer wherever they're, they're going to school. Uh, have some play dates over at your house and learn what their world is about. You can set the example because if they see you doing what you're asking them to do, they can understand it so much better. And then be ready, be ready to repeat, repeat, repeat any lesson or message you're trying to get through to them because anybody, everybody understands better when they, with repetition, but this is so true with kids. And then if all else fails, you can always use some breathing techniques. That's great. Yeah, and for our impact students, our teenagers, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're right after college, it's such an important time for y'all to be able to show grace to your parents. And parents, for us to be able to show grace to these teenagers. And parents, one of the best ways we can really do that, we can have that fresh start, we can have a nasty junk that we leave in a tub right here would be for you to be open and to be honest and to admit to your students when you drop the ball, when you make bad calls sometimes, when you do something that you probably shouldn't have done or said something that you probably shouldn't have said. Parents, I know that's hard uh, and I know that might be a challenge for you to do that, especially with some of these teenagers. I I love them, but I'm with you on that. But the scary thing is, parents, if we don't show them grace by apologizing and owning our mistakes, we can't expect our kids to be able to show other people grace when they have a problem with a teacher or a coach or a future husband or wife. So it really starts with you guys, parents, and we're so excited to to help you guys do that as much as we can by encouraging our teenagers. Some of our teenagers right now are sitting there like, yeah, my parents do need to apologize to me. That's right. (laughs) Hey, teenagers, it's it's coming your way as well. And I know some of my impact kids, I love them to death, but some of them are like, oh, I admit my mistakes all the time. The other day, you know, I was sitting playing Fortnite in my room, little brother Johnny came in and 
Johnny decided to change the channel. So it was a mistake. Uh, I think he tripped on an invisible foot, and my hand tried to catch him, but it turned into a fist, and I caught him right in the chin, and I guess you could say I punched him. Hey, teenagers, here's the deal. We need to own the times we mess up and be open and real with our parents about things that we're struggling with and we're not really doing so hot in. And I know that might be hard, but it's so true. Parents, we don't have it all figured out. Hey, and have a little bit of grace on your teenagers as well because they don't have it all figured out either. So one of the best ways we can really and truly just show grace to teenagers, parents, parents to teenagers, man, we love them in spite of those things they do wrong because it's gonna happen. But grace is so important for this fresh start. And then you get older and the kids grow up and move away or you wish they would. (laughs) And they become adults with families of their own and jobs of their own and you still need grace. Here's the deal, parents. You need a lot of grace with your adult children. And here's the deal, adult children, if you're an adult and your parents are still living, you still need a lot of grace with them. Couple different reasons. There's a lot of history there. The older you get, the more history you have, right? There's more water under the bridge. There's more things that have happened. There's more pain. There's more, all the things we've, we illustrated right here, there's just a whole lot more of it. And so that's why you need grace. Grace enables you to have the conversations that need to have, be had and, and go through the healing that needs to happen and to ask for forgiveness and then strength to give forgiveness to each other because it doesn't undo the past, but it makes the future possible. And then grace comes along through that process and makes it possible that the past no longer has to be held over the present so that the future is not limited. You can take the past and deal with the past, get forgiveness in the present so that your future has a possibility to be healthier than it ever was before. That's what grace does. And, and you're gonna need a lot of grace because there's a lot of history. And you still have expectations of each other. Parents, you still got expectations of your kids, even then they're adults, because you taught them, right? You told them. I taught you better than that. What you spending money on that kind of stuff for? Don't you do that? Why'd you make, why'd you make that decision? Don't, don't do that to your kid. Do better than me. I taught you, right? As parents, we have all these expectations. And as adult children, we have expectations of our parents. Come on, come on. Why don't y'all, and I don't understand, and why can't you do this, and why don't you do it better? Here's the deal. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of grace. Because parents, you have absolutely no idea what it's like to have you for a parent. Let that sink in. Yeah? And adult children... If you have living parents, you have absolutely no idea what it was like to raise you and what it's like to still be caring and loving you as an adult child. So be gracious. Here's something that could help all of us. What can I do to show more grace to you? There's a question. What can I do to show more grace to you? What can I do to show more grace to you? Well, what can I do to show more grace to you? and then begin to work through that together. Let me pray for you. Our Father, we thank you so very much for the example of grace that Jesus Christ gave to us. Powerful, clear example of grace when he gave his life for us, making it possible for our past to be dealt with and that we have hope for the present and a possible 
future that is bright and exciting, all because of the grace you gave us. And then you tell us to love each other that same way. And if there's any relationship where we ought to be showing grace that you showed us, it ought to be in this parent-child relationship. So help us as parents and children in the early years and then those middle years and adolescence and then even on into adulthood, help us to show so much grace. To not undo the past, but to give the fresh start for the future. We thank you for the space of grace that you've given us. Help us to create that same kind of space for each other in Jesus' name, amen.